Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. The theme that was laid in my heart is it's time to build. It's time to build. Tell your neighbor and say it's time to build. Uh, Say it with a Panasonic voice like you mean it. Put some data into it, you know, put some airtime into it. It's time to build. We are going to read from the book of the prophet Haggai, chapter number one and verse number two. Um, You know, I might not really speak the way that I want to speak this morning. I have this cold sore, which is very sore. So it's limiting my speech. But anyway, verse number two says, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, These people say, The time has not come. The time that the Lord's house should be built. I hope you are not one of them. They say the time has not come. The time that the Lord's house should be built. Verse 3. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet saying. Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses. And this temple to lie in ruins. Verse 5. Now therefore thus says the Lord of hosts. Consider your ways. Father in the name of Jesus we thank you. For the reading of your word this morning, we pray that you may speak to us, challenge our minds and our hearts, transform our lives through your word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You and I, as created by God, we were created as the creatures of time. We are creatures of time, and yet we were created by the God who is not himself limited by time. He transcends time. God transcends time. But we do not, of course. We are creatures of time. We were created by God to live within the confines of time. And you will see in just a moment why is that. We were created to live within and to operate within the confines of time. Yet God himself functions and operates outside of the confines of time. In other words, he is not limited by time and space. That's why we say he is omnipresent. He exists everywhere, all the time, and he is all-powerful at the same time. Are we together? Time plays a very significant role in every activity under the sun. It creates space in the chronological order of events because in this life that we are living in, not everything can happen all at the same time. There is that, I always say, there is that chest that God is always playing, creating room and space for certain events to take place at a certain time. And, and that's how we, we were created by God. But remember, keep this in mind that I said God is not limited by, by that. Whenever we are asked to do something or whenever we have decided that we are going to do something. Let's say, for an example, 
you have something that you are going to do in this coming week, the first thing that you must do is to identify the time at which you are going to do it. And, and not only make time, but also make sure that you are going to take some time to do what you, you want to do. And because of this, Bazalwane, the reason why God created us to be creatures of time, it is because the way that we are wired, because we are not all knowing, remember. We are not all knowing. In the Garden of Eden, I'm sure you will remember this. Um, Satan has this conversation with um, <laughs> Adam and Eve, right? And um, he says, uh, did God really say you are going to die when you eat this? And says, no, you're not really going to die. But what is going to happen, you are going to be like God. You're going to be like him. God is afraid that you are going to be like him. So he does not want your eyes to be opened. And the, the truth is, if God can bring us to the realm of eternity so that we know what he knows, we are not going to be able to handle it. Not just the negative stuff, but just if God, Tati, can just download in just a second and download your whole life. Let's say you're going to live for eight years and God can just download your, your, your mind is going to collapse. You are not going to. That's why then chronology helps us to take one beat at a time. You know, sometimes when God blesses you, it overwhelms you. It overwhelms you. When God does something huge for you, sometimes you just become numb. Not because you are sad, but simply because you are trying to process because you are a creature of time. You are just, taking, you are just trying to take a little bit that your mind can be able to, to handle. So God then, whenever there's something that needs to happen, he will allow it to have some space in the chronological order of events and so that he can just slot it in there and so that it can happen at the right time. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. So, and we spoke a little bit even about that last week that God has a purpose for our lives and he will create and make time for that purpose to be, to be fulfilled. Amen. That's why Zechariah encourages us. He says, pray for the rain in the time of rain because there's time for everything. Everything needs to happen at a certain time. It helps us with order. It helps us with structure. You see, if you respect time, then it helps to organize your life. The Bible says, let everything be done with decency and with order. And, and if you don't respect time, then it throws you all over the place because then time says, now it's time to do this. It's time to wake up. It's time to eat. It's time to jump into your car and go to work. It organizes your life because if you don't have respect for time, then it will mess you up. So he says, pray for the rain in the time of rain because, you know, and most importantly, anything that is going to be done 
at its time, at the right time, it is going to be impactful. It is going to be effective and impactful. That's why then Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 says, and God has made everything to be beautiful in its time. So there's the beauty of doing the right thing at the right time. And, and sometimes you can do the right thing, but only to find that it is not at the right time. And it causes a discord of some sort. You, you are looking at what is happening. You are saying it's a right thing to happen. It's a good thing to happen, but the timing is, is, is not right. So there is a time to sleep, the Bible says. The time to wake up. There is a time to cry. There is a time to rejoice. There is a time for everything. You cannot want to sleep when it's time to wake up. You cannot want to reap a harvest when it's time to sow. We, we have got to respect and honor the chronological order of things because God makes everything to be beautiful in its time. If it happens at the right time, then it becomes more impactful. Sometimes we force to do what we think is right, but at the wrong time. And in order for us to, to function well under the confines of time, which cannot limit God, by the way, we, we need to understand the difference between what in the Greek language, you know, one, one, the, one of the reasons why from time to time, even as preachers and theologians and stuff like that, one of, one of the reasons why from time to time we go back to the original language that was used to write the Bible, it is simply because English is limited sometimes with terminology. You will find that there are four different Greek words for love. The English will say love. And even if it's talking about a different kind of love, but it will say life, love. So in the same way also, when it comes to time, the Bible will always say time. But in the Greek, it actually draws a, a line between what we call chronos in Greek and what is also called kairos. Chronos is the chronological time. In other words, 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock, that fixed time. And this is when events happen in a sequen sequential order of prearranged time. So in other words, if you say I'm going to eat lunch at 1 o'clock, at 1 o'clock it must be. And once 1 o'clock passes, it's gone. It means you can no longer have lunch. Because that is how things function are we are we together as so that is that time that we all have we all have 24 hours in a day we all have seven days in a week we all have sometimes 28 days in a month sometimes 30 sometimes um 31 and we all also have 364 365 days in a year that is the chronological time it's set it's just like that you can never change it and 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 that kind of time you can never save it you can either use it or waste it once it's gone it's gone once that window of opportunity opens and it closes there will never be another 31st of july 2022 once it hits 12 o'clock midnight, it's gone and it's gone. And anything and everything that you were supposed to do today, if you did not do it today according to the chronological time, it's gone. 
There's nothing that you can ever do ever, ever again because it will never repeat itself. There will never be a 2022 ever again. There will never be a 2019 ever again. There will never be a 2018 ever again. That's why then the psalmist realizing this, he says, God teach us how to number our days so that we may gain wisdom because when you number your days and you respect time, you become more wiser. You, 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 you begin to realize the significance of making the right choices at the right time because once that time passes, you can never be able to regain it. I said time, you can never store it. You can never put it in a bank account. You can never save it so that you can use it tomorrow, so that you can use it next year. You can either use it or waste it. It's your choice. Because we are creatures of time. So this is the time for us to redeem the time. To make sure it's cartoonigas or so on. You see, when, when the psalmist was saying, teach us to number our days, he was simply saying, help us not to live like we have forever. Because many of us, we live our lives as if you still have 100 more years. <laughs> many of us, our attitude, our behavior, you, you are behaving as if you are going to be, if you are 18, you are going to be 18 for the next five years. You know, it was a shock for me to blink and then I was 40 and that was four years ago. You know, there was a time where I regarded myself as young. I was like, wow, I'm young. Oh, I'm a youth this, I'm a youth that. And I blinked and it dawned on me. I was 40. And now, of course, I'm 44. Next year, I'll be turning 45. That's how life can be. Have you ever realized even in the times that we are living in, I'm not sure if I'm the only one that you blink and then it's Saturday. And you're realizing what happened to this whole week. Because all of us from time to time, we live our lives and we, we don't take advantage. We don't redeem the time because we think we still have time. We think we still have time. Now, there are many of us sitting in this room. We can still easily double our age. But there are some of us who will no longer double our age. Because at the moment, if I double my age, probably I'll be, what, 88? And of course, I can still double it. Maybe I need just to go home when I'm 90 or so. But if you are, for an example, 50, you can no longer double your age. So that's why little pipe is under circle. Whatever that your hand finds to do, do it with all your might because... Uh, it's not like this is an iskati, Bazelwan. Iskati asiko. Whatever opportunity you get, if God gives you an opportunity to do something, make sure that you are going to use your time properly and accurately and honor the time that you have been afforded because who died with dreams, they still have dreams, but they no longer have time. They still have dreams, but they no longer have time. So when you are still alive, God says you still have an opportunity to fulfill the dream, the vision, the assignment that God has given you. And the least that you can do is to honor the time that you have been given as I'm going to try as much as possible to even honor the time that I have been given this morning to preach the word. This is now Kronos, but on the other hand, we have, like I said, what we call Kairos, which is an opportune time. 
This is a set time for something to happen irrespective of the chronos time. What do I mean by that? In, in, in other words, this is the kind of, of time where God decides to give you an opportunity even when you missed the chronos time. So if you don't believe me, ask Sarah that he was past the age of giving birth. The chronological time was gone. That's why I said even though we are creatures of time, but our God who created us operates and functions outside of the chronos time. That even when your friends can say your biological clock is ticking, by now you were supposed to be a millionaire. By now you were supposed to be married. By now you were supposed to be having five children. But God can be sitting in heaven saying, irrespective of what your family is saying, irrespective of what your friends are saying, even irrespective of what the, 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 the you know, the, the turn of events in your life caused you to miss opportunities. I'm, I'm listening to Ruben. He's saying, you know, grade 11, he stopped even going to school and, and he might be thinking that he is out of time. But the God that we serve, the Bible says he restores the years. Oh my goodness. It does not say he restores what the locust has eaten. It says he restores the years. So in other words, God knows how to rewind time. God knows how to fast forward time. God knows to redeem the time on your behalf that when you can you can be in a time when you say I've missed so many opportunities in my life by now I was supposed to be a qualified this and a qualified that but when it comes to God God can step into your situation and begin to adjust some things God knows how to bypass time if you don't believe me ask that man the Bible says he was seated next to the pool and the Bible says from time to time chronos time. An angel will come once in a, a year. Chronos time. And, and by the time Jesus comes to him after 38 years. Chronos time. He comes and he says, do you want to be made whole? But because he is a creature of time this man looks at Jesus. And he says, Jesus, each time I am trying to take advantage of the chronos time. Somebody comes before me and jumps into the waters but he does not realize that a man who changes seasons he has stepped into the picture and is asking him this one question do you want to be made whole so Jesus at this time he does not want our explanations how many opportunities did you miss in life do you want to be blessed do you want to prosper do you want to get married do you want your business do you want your house do you want that breakthrough that you've been praying for that's all that Jesus is looking for he's not interested in, in knowing how many years did you lose because the Bible says he changes times and seasons he says in his word for every purpose there will always be time he says for as long as you are going to meet my purpose for as long as you are going to have a revelation of my purpose it does not matter what has happened in the past it does not matter what is currently happening in your life but I can still open some doors I can still create some, create some opportunities for you I can still give you another job I can still give you a wife I can still give you a husband I can still open another door I can still promote you I can still make you a millionaire I can still give you a job I can still give you that business that you were praying for that you thought there's no longer going to be an opportunity I can I can restore your years 
And sometimes the, the devil messes us up to a point of believing that there's nothing that Jesus can ever do. I'm reminded of how when Jesus comes and Lazarus was sick, by the time he shows up, Kronos time, the sister says, he's been gone for four days. You are too late. He says, Nimbege he says, because I am the resurrection and the life. He says, your brother is going to wake up. Kronos, the sister says, I know Jesus Uguti Uzo Vuga Masa at another time. But he says, you don't understand. Masek Fige Mina, I can be able to restore the years. So, and it does not matter how far decayed he is. That has eaten some meat from him. If there's some, some soil that has caused the bone to decay. In other words, Jesus was saying, I can reverse the process. I can cause the, the insect and the worm to spit out anything and everything that it has eaten. Because the man has got to come out of the grave. I don't know what kind of a grave have you locked yourself inside. And you told yourself that your dreams are no longer valid. That your vision can no longer be fulfilled. I'm here to tell you the devil is a liar. We serve the God who changes times and seasons. You can rebuild your life and rebuild your family. You can take back what the devil has stolen from you. And the Bible says when the thief is caught stealing, including time, not only he will, will he return the one year that he has stolen for you but the Bible says he will restore seven times, seven times so in other words devil if I was supposed to be a multimillionaire by now, by the time God is done with me all is coming upon me good measure, pressed down shaken together and running over you cannot be delayed listen the key here is not just for you to be happy about the fact that the battle is over. In the Bible times, after the battle is over, the one who won is going to spoil the enemy. In other words, in other words, if you came and took whatever that belonged to me, then afterwards I chased after you, looking for my stuff. Not only am I going to take my wealth back. In other words, because I have conquered you, I'm going to take back what belongs to me and I'm going to take back what belongs to you. I'm going to take your money. I'm going to take your house. I'm going to take your children. I'm going to take all your gold, your silver. I'm so I'm not just going to take back what belongs to me. I need to come back with more. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The Bible says God changes times and seasons. Now in conclusion, Bazalonebami, because I had to just start in that neighborhood just to remind you of what God can do. 
the, I mean, the Bible tells us of how even Abraham and Sarah, there was nothing left in them that can give them hope to still have a child. And God had to bypass all of those systems. And God had to show them that he is still God. God had to show them that, you know what? I can still revive your dreams. I can still give you prophetic promises and fulfill them within 24 hours. He said, next year, this time, you are going to have a baby. Not you are going to be pregnant, but you are going to have a baby. So in other words, after that conversation was done, Sarah became pregnant. I am here to declare to somebody that next year this time somebody will be writing another check. Somebody will be starting another business. Somebody will be starting on a new career. Next month this time somebody will be singing a different song. Tell your neighbor and say God changes seasons. And it is my prayer that God will change that season for you. It is when God says, you know what? <laughs> I can come in the middle of winter and give you summer results. <laughs> I can come in the middle of autumn and give you spring results. So in other words, God is simply saying, I'm sure you will remember. After Jesus healed somebody on a Sabbath day time. And they say, Jesus, you've just broken the law. And they were right. They say, you can't. <laughs> and then he, this is the response he gives them. He says, look, Sabbath was created for men. Not men for Sabbath. That's a very deep statement. So in other words, it is there to facilitate things but not to limit what God can and cannot do. Unfortunately, this world that we are living in is full of people who can analyze your life and tell you what can and cannot happen. They can just look at how old you are. By now you were supposed to be here. By now you're supposed to be doing this. By now you're supposed to be doing this. By now you're supposed to be doing By now, by now, their calculations are saying you are disqualified. But God in heaven, it says he knows how to turn the hearts of kings whichsoever way he desires. God can be, at this present moment, God can be talking to somebody who can just make one decision that is going to turn your life around forever. God can be visiting an office, somebody who has forgotten about you. God can be reminding them at this moment that remember, I mean, Joseph was sitting in prison and somebody promised him something, and forgot Joseph. The Bible says, then God remembered. Out of nowhere, this guy remembers. And God had to orchestrate a moment. You go a frustration. You go to. May God cause a frustration somewhere that will cause. I was, I was, I was, I was in, I was in business, Tando. I was in business in the, 
in the electrical uh, uh, space. I was there and we, we were looking for business, a city power in Johannesburg. We, we kept on knocking on that door. We, 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 we applied to be one of the suppliers and they kept on declining us. And one day, Babshandu, a transformer exploded. And the whole suburb was dark. They tried to call their supplier at night. The phones were off until this man remembered that there was once a small company that made a presentation. Let me try and find their business card. And when he tells the story, he says he had to drive back to the office and open every drawer to try and find our business card. And it just so happens that at that night, early hours of the morning when he calls, my partner is wide awake. And he calls me and he says, Jacob, you won't believe and I'm like, what's, what's happening? He says, City Power has just called us. They are looking for such and such a transformer. I tell you, that one piece of machine, the invoice was 5.6 million. Just one. Just one. 5.6 million. And he said, don't worry about the vendor number. We will sort out the paperwork in the morning. You see what God can do. You see what God can bypass systems just to open a door for you. So as I close, Builders Church, this is not the time for us to sit down and look at what is happening around us and say people are backsliding and say people no longer love church and say people are discouraged and say people are exhausted. But this is the time for us to understand that you know what? It is the time for us to arise and to begin to build and begin to preach the gospel and begin to disciple people. This is the time for us. It's an opportunity. We need to realize that there is a window that is opened and Jesus is asking at this time, what are you going to do? This is not the time to play church. This is not the time to second guess God. This is not the time to calculate and say, oh God, is it right for us to start a church in Hillcrest, Lord? We are just coming out of a pandemic. Where is the money going to come back from? This is not the time. This is not the time to calculate. Many people said, you are mad opening a church in Hillcrest. Do you know how, do you know that kind of a place? But I understood it's time to build. This is time to build. It's not a time to sit down and ask so many questions. It's time to obey God and do what God says we must do. It's time to build. It's time to build. Because when people are saying it's not yet time to do what God is asking us to do, what they are implying is that it's time for us to be okay. It's time for us to buy our cars and build our homes. It's time for us to save every cent. And yet God is saying, you know what? The set time has come. Jesus said to his disciples, look at the harvest field. He said, the harvest field is ready. He said, one thing that I'm looking for are laborers. People who are willing to get into the field. And that's exactly what we are going to do as Builders Church. The reason why you are seeing us in schools and in communities preaching, we are understanding this one thing, that this is not the time 
for a Range Rover Ramfundis. This is not the time for kick and pomosa and an expensive suit. But this is the time to build. This is not the time to try and prove to people how much of a man of God I am. But this is the time to build. This is not the time for me to be, you know, that kind of a person who will want to prove to others. Who would, you know what I'm called? This is not the time to brag about what Builders Church is becoming and what we are doing. No, it's not the time for us to try and prove to other churches that we are better. But this is the time for us to build. What is going to set us apart, it is to build. What is going to cause us to be different friend it is just simply to build and to us to build is to beget unveil initiate lead and delegate in other words it is to preach the gospel disciple people receive new members lead them activate them to do what God has called them to do to repeat the same thing it's time for that It's time for them. I always, I always tell them as we stand on our feet, Barcelona, we are closing. I tell them at church all the time, even during our staff meetings, I say, guys, it's not about the glitz and the glam of Instagram. I'm saying let's learn not to depend on what people are saying. Let's do the work. Let's do the work. We don't want Instagram to speak for us. But we want the works. So that when Jesus is looking at us, he will say, well done. Good and faithful servant. In other words, you are doing what I've called you to do. What does that mean? In other words, we know that God has called us to build. We, we are not going to try and compete with the next church. And try and do what they are doing. But we are going to do what Jesus said we must do. And what did he say we must do? Build. What is to build? To beget, unveil, initiate, lead, and delegate. What does that mean? Mfundis. To preach the gospel so that people can be saved. To disciple them. And to initiate them into the church so that they can be planted in the church be connected in the church be rooted in the church and not only that so that we can lead them and equip them why so that they can be delegated to do exactly the same thing that has been done and when we build what happens we become a house of his glory and a home for his people that's who we are and that's what we are called to do and this is not the time to do any other thing it is the time for us to remain on our lane and build. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.